Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. Um, we got a good episode for you tonight, but before we get started, I'd like to take a second. Uh, for those of you who may have just started listening to us, uh, we are three cousins. Um, I'm joined here by my first cousin, Jeremy Hall. Hello. Also joined by my first cousin, Chris Mash. Evening, gentlemen. And I'm Jeff Hall, so... Uh, but anyway, we got a good show tonight. Um, good episode. We're going to talk about being a good shepherd. What does that mean? We're going to define what being a shepherd means. Uh, we're going to try to discuss what we think shepherds should do and why these are important. And we're also going to we're going to take a look at Jesus. You know, he's our premier example of a shepherd. But I think this is an important topic, which anytime we're studying the Bible, it's always important. But uh, some good stuff here. Uh, Chris, you want to take off? Let's define. What, what do you feel like it means to be a shepherd? Well, I mean, when they talk a lot about a shepherd, and, you know, David was a shepherd in the Bible, that, you know, its primary responsibilities are protecting the flock, feeding the flock, you know, gathering the flock. So, you know... What we do with that is we we take that that literal sense, and when we put it in a Christian thing, it is is protecting the flock of, of Christians that we have, and also building the flock in the community, not just the ones that show up to church with us, but trying to gather more and and bring more of the flock in, more more sheep, however okay. you want to reference it, in, into the into the fold. Good take on it, uh, Jeremy. What do you, how do you feel about being a shepherd? What that means? Uh, what it means is, I just looked up the definition. <laughs> well, what, it's what just to guide or direct in a particular direction, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, especially with you want to guide, especially a young Christian. And not necessarily, I don't mean a, a a Christian that's a child. I mean a Christian that's new to the faith. Right. You want to help guide them and lead them along the way into a path. You know. And that's what it is to me. I agree with both of you. I think if we look back in a traditional sense of a shepherd who may have uh, been watching out over a flock of, of sheep, <clears throat> let's just use sheep, uh, so he's responsible for their well-being, right? Uh, the shepherd, make you know, the overall care and the health of the flock. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that they're, they're, they're fed, that they're watered, they've got shelter, you know, move them to a different pasture, whatever. So, yeah, being a shepherd, I think it's 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 taking care of the flock. <clears throat> so we've already talked a little bit about the what what does a shepherd do? Of course, he's he's taking care. He's addressing different needs that may that may arise. Um, so, as a Christian, why why is it important, guys, to be a good shepherd? Because it's loving. Okay, you know is. <clears throat> It's, it's the right thing to do, especially, with, like I said, with young Christians, that just to guide them, help answer their questions, you know, to get them to their path you want them to get to, to help them along their journey, to help their relationship with God. And let's be clear. Our, our main purpose on this earth as Christians is not to acquire wealth and, uh, and fame and material possessions. Uh, we're here to... To try to save others, to spread the gospel, um, and I think that's like you you said, Jeremy. Part of what a shepherd is, <clears throat> it's all encompassing. We're we're taking you know perhaps a, a new Christian. We're, we're trying to teach them. We're trying to teach them, I guess, the first you know, the milk of the word. 
evaluate them as they're growing into their faith. Um, we want to follow up on them and, and, and make sure that they're progressing. If they've got issues, uh, we're trying to take care of them. Yeah, well, it's it's a part of our of our requirement of service too. That that service that we provide to not only, like I said, not only people that we go to church with, but other people in the community who who need that help and that guidance. And and it's something that we all can do. And I feel like it's it's something that some of us may have short. I know I've had shortcomings on shepherding. I may not feel like it's my specific role in the church because you know you see a preacher or someone like that, and you figure he's the shepherd of the flock. However, I feel like as, as part of the service that we're supposed to live up to, that being a good shepherd for me is also spreading God's word and trying to bring people in. So you bring up a good point there. Do you think people sometimes will look at the preacher and, and, and feel like, well, he's the shepherd. I'm kind of off the hook. You know, I don't have to really do as much because, you know, he's our shepherd. Well, I mean, you look at someone like that and you look to, you know, as a, as a, as a good shepherd, you, you think that person has to have the required skill set to protect, feed, you know, and grow the flock on their journey. And, and you, I guess an assumption that we make is that the preacher, pastor, whatever you want to call it, is he's the one responsible because he's probably the, the, the one we think is the most knowledgeable about it. So we make that assumption on onto them that they should be the head of the flock well i got, I got a good point here the word pastor itself you know it, it derives from latin noun pastor which means shepherd you know and it is derived from the verb and i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to say this in latin <laughs> passier passier and it's to lead to the pasture to set to graze causing to eat and that's what we want is somebody to cause, when you say eat, we're feeding on the Word of God. If you're feeding on the Word, you're growing, <clears throat> exactly. right? But back to our point about the preacher being the shepherd. Well, yeah, I, I think that the preacher is a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think he's the only. I think what, what my point is, I think we're all shepherds. Oh, I agree. So I don't feel like that uh, just because we, you know, you have a, a man that stands up there and delivers you a lesson every week that uh, you're off the hook, that, he, you know, he is the shepherd. No, he, he should be a shepherd. He should be. But we all should be yes. as well. Uh, let's talk about Jesus. Love to. First Peter 5, 2 through 4. <clears throat> Peter refers to Jesus as the chief shepherd. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God and not for sordid gain but with eagerness, nor yet is lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So, yeah, Jesus Christ, he is our you know, premier example. He is the chief shepherd. Um, and we're told, you know, we're, we're to be examples, too, to the flock. That's well, part of being well, a shepherd. That, that's a good point. Let's, what does Christian mean? Do you know what that means? <clears throat> Please, it's to, the rabbi is going to tell us. Please let it's us know. to be an imager of God or Jesus, right? So Jesus set forth what it was supposed to life was supposed to look like, and Paul tells us, you know, we're not going to meet that standard, but we need to try to meet it. He, Paul even says, "Listen, try to just meet what I do to what Jesus does." So being a Christian, you're just an imager of Christ. So you're supposed to go and do everything He did. So shepherding was what he did. He was called the good shepherd. 
And we know we're going to fall short, but yet we should still we try, should try to emulate that. Yes. Well, what he says in John 21, <laughs> verses 15 through 17, um, when they had finished breakfast, just Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Nice. So, so, yeah. I mean, in essence, everything that he, he is directing Peter to do is to be the good shepherd. And, and just like Jeremy had just said, to be an imager of Christ, that, that's exactly what he's telling Peter to do because Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the the example of, of what we were supposed yeah. to be. So I, I agree completely. Okay. <clears throat> so we know what a shepherd is. We know what they do. We know why it's important. And we know that Jesus is our premier example. And a lot of this kind of, it, it, it ties in <coughs> with each other. But how does being a good shepherd relate to our Christianity? It shows your fruits. You know, how do you judge your Christian? By their fruits. Now, here's a good example. If you if you go to church, or we, we've talked about service before, mm-hmm. and that but that's what it is. That's what shepherding is. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "Who's first? You know, is last, and who good? Who's a good? Would be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Who who is a good Christian? Would be a good servant. Okay, so to serve is the way it is. If you if you're a Christian and you go to church on Sundays. And you sit there, you don't ask to do the prayer, you don't ask to help anybody out. And it's just not about church either. You know, it's other things, but if you just go for the ride, or you're not showing any fruits. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, what do you do to show them? Not that you have to do the works, because but the works show your fruit. That's just you want to. Like Jeff here for once, one time, I know he went and fixed the door for a person that came here that's 96 year old. He didn't have to. He could be like, ah, no, I don't want to. But he wanted to because it was the right thing to do. Did he do it because God wanted him to? No, he did it because he wanted to. But that's what God expects from you. So being, <clears throat> excuse me, being a good shepherd it requires service. Yes. And that's part of what being a shepherd is. Look at Jesus Christ uh, again, our premier example. At the this, you know, he stated that you know that was his purpose was to was to serve not to be served uh which makes me feel ask this question can you be a good christian can you be a good shepherd with a passive attitude towards service no i I mean i I don't think so and that means inside the church outside the church helping our brothers and sisters uh whatever it might be but also stepping up and taking a part in the service uh I kind of take the role when, you know, we all have our individual strengths. We all have, uh, Jeremy does things a lot better than I do and and you, Chris, but we all have our strengths. And even if we're not great at that, it doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Well, the only way to get better at something is is to practice. Right. And God works through us. So we don't know how God's going to use us. Uh, We may, it may be something that we weren't even intending to try to bring somebody to Christ. Somebody might watch something that we were doing 
and, and that might be what motivates them. You never know. Well, here's the thing, too, is like you don't do it because you feel like you need to do it. You do it, it's kind of like when Paul tells everybody to, you know, to give with the cheerful heart. Mm -hmm. You do it because you want to do it. And there's a difference. Like, oh, I'll, I'll lead singing this week. I don't want to. But you don't do that. You do it like, oh, I want to. I, I want to help out. Have to yes. serve. Like, it, it's got to be hard. And I'm very lucky because I go to a very small church, you know, with on a good day, 25 people, you know, mm. to 30 maybe if they bring people with them. But so I get to serve a lot. And it, it is very rewarding for me. It's pretty strengthened you. Yes. Isn't it, for somebody that goes to a church with 200 people, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but they might not get that chance because there's so many people out there. <clears> that it's <throat> very easy to get lost. And I know there's people out there that want to get lost in the crowd. Absolutely. And, and that's not helping them grow any. You don't want to be that guy that you've never seen them leave their seat at the pew. It's no. like that, or, and we're not talking just about men. Uh, certainly, women have a, a very, very large part in, in service. And there's there's stuff that we can all do. And I can tell you, attending a larger church, uh, there's a there's a lot that needs to be done. And uh, well, you have more more sheep to tend to, and the service part is tending to the sheep. We have multiple classes. Yeah, uh, just there's always an opportunity. But even then, sometimes it's a struggle to, to sometimes fill those service roles. Well, what does Jesus say about the one that hid the talent? Yeah. They hide and protect and, and shy away from from those those opportunities to serve. I know we've kind of <coughs> eased into service, which that's a good topic, but, but that is part of being a shepherd. Shepherd is. And yeah. we mentioned in an earlier podcast uh, when we were talking about uh, service, I think as a Christian, we don't retire from service, do we guys? No, I've tried. Or, or, you know, <laughs> we don't reach the point where, you know, I've done my time, so to speak. I did it last well, I've been week. doing it for years, <laughs> let the young guys do it. I'm just going to park it over here in the pew, and I'm done. Well, what does that do to you spiritually? Yeah. Well, like Jeremy said, he gets strengthened from, from the service. You, it's you, like a muscle that atrophies from lack mm -hmm. of use. If you quit serving, if you quit working, yeah. you're just going to... You're going to atrophy. Your spirituality is going to it's going to be diminished. Well, I think absolutely. The, the older people should be shepherding the younger people in again. Yeah, from their knowledge, is, their examples. Everything, even from the men, should be shepherded in the, the younger men, the younger Christians. Not necessarily meaning they're young, but just the new to Christianity. And the women should be shepherding the younger women to help them along the path. Absolutely, yeah. When you're the, being in a more experienced Christian, whatever that age demographic puts you in, it is your job, I believe, as a shepherd to yep. mentor and foster uh, those younger Christians. And we know how life is. There's going to be a ton of struggles and temptations and trials. So, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunities. They have the experience, and, and they've been through. They've had the successes and failures to teach those people, to teach those kids. Yeah. And as a church... It's just not on you either. That If you're going to a church that's just locked down with like, hey, these are our people. They're going to do it every time. We're not going to get anybody else. You might need to go to another church because you need to go to a church that wants everybody to participate. Like we have, like I said, 25 people here, and we will rotate prayers, the you know, communion, 
and all these things. We're not locked down on any position because if I if I'm for some reason sick or not here, Chris can step up and do what I do. You know, so we got people here to do it. It's just that as a church should be willing to want to bring other people in and let them be part of it. Because once you start being part of the service, it's you it means so much more to you. It should. It really should. If you're if you're if you're taking part in it instead of just sitting there. Um, Chris? Well, I mean we're talking about all these different functions of, of what it takes. Like all the functions of being a shepherd has I, I found these one it has five functions of a shepherd. It says know the sheep, feed the sheep, lead the sheep, protect the sheep, and gather the sheep. So it may not be one specific person that, that covers every one of those senior service roles within a church. It could take the whole church to be the perfect shepherd to a group yeah. inside and out. And I think those examples, and, and one of the, the reasons I was really excited about this topic was all those examples that we see in the church and that we can grow. And I, I would say Jeremy, Jeff, and I are all, all pretty young and it, even know that we I'd like here. to believe that I am at 51. I'm still... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but we still have a lot to learn from from the uh, older members here and, oh, yeah. and the good examples. But what we learn in the church, that's where I think we're supposed to be shepherds outside of it and help bring the lost in in into the church. There's yeah. everybody's heard of the ninety and the nine, mm-hmm. right? The ninety nine. Absolutely. And for, yeah. for those that that are unaware, uh, it's the parable of the lost sheep in Matthew eighteen and twelve. Um, Jesus is talking. He said, um, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety and nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it truly, I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety and nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Now, the way that that translates to what I was excited about was was going out to those people that we know in our, our group and our circles that we have not shepherded to. And I feel like it might be a weakness on, on some of our parts that we're not out there being better shepherds to the lost. Well, there's no lack of opportunities, I think. There's uh, not, especially with the way the world's going now. Well, I could do a better job. We all I, could. I, could. I, I, I think that's established. Myself. We could all do better. Yeah. And, and the reason it was tough because it was it was my, a shortcoming of mine that I'm not out there preaching it enough. I've invited some people to church and tried to have some conversations with them, but I've been timid about it. You don't know, am I going to drive them off? Am I going to do this? But that, to me, I'm not being a good shepherd if I'm not trying to gather. So evangelizing, spreading the word of God, that's certainly part of being a shepherd. To me, might be one of the most important important ones. And and being internal, what you guys are talking about, the imager of Christ, that example that we see in the church and can, can learn from, from these service roles and all this other stuff, that strengthens me outside so I can help bring them in. And they can get the same same like lessons and growth that I've been getting here. I, I feel that that's a shortcoming of mine is, is trying to gather the sheep, that part of shepherding. Yeah. Good points here. Um, <clears throat> does So we know service is a, a big part of being, being a good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I think we've established here, I've written down this question, but I think we've kind of answered it, but does being a good shepherd go beyond just teaching? And it's kind of rhetorical. We already know the answer to that. I think so. Obviously, yes. Being a good shepherd is not just, you know, certainly teaching. We can't bring people to Christ unless first they're taught. But that's not where it stops, guys. Well, I think what Jeremy said earlier, just because teaching maybe, let's say teaching is Jeremy's strength, right? That's what he's good at. 
but he also volunteers for other roles and, and other responsibilities because teaching wasn't one of the only functions in the Bible. It was, you know, service, all the all these other things that we're supposed to do. And even though those might not be one of your strengths, he, he's a really good model that he'll try to strengthen those things by practicing them. And I believe just because your teaching is just your strength, it's all of our responsibility to be a shepherd. So going back, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> trying to clear my throat tonight. Going back to being, you know, to Jesus being our premier example. Here's how much Jesus loved us. I was going to ask the question, does being a good shepherd demonstrate love? Uh, again, I think it's another rhetorical question. The answer is yes. But John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that, that kind of puts things in perspective there. Do you... Being a good shepherd requires the act of love and loving somebody enough that you're willing to lay down your life for them. Yeah. I mean, look yeah, at the example of David. <clears throat> look right. what David did when he was when he was young and, and protecting the flock, fought a bear and a lion. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that would put your life in danger. But it's also not even giving your life so much; it's giving your time, and that's and that's hard to do in a busy world we live in today when somebody comes up to you and they want to be baptized but like oh can we do it tomorrow which is a monday you know to, to stop what you're doing because what's more important in life to bring people to is there God? anything more important than bringing a soul a lost soul back into the, the fold yeah. like chris just read the verse about <clears throat> the shepherd cares more about the one that is lost than he does the 990, you know, that are, that are saved. So continue, Jeremy. Sorry. Well, I mean, I'm just saying time is what you're given as a shepherd because not everybody you're shepherding. If you're just shepherding on your time, well, it's Sunday, 10 o'clock. Time starts shepherding. That's another but good point. <clears throat> Our shepherding does not start at 9 a.m. and end at 11. No, right? no, no. You're like, well. It's not within the confines <laughs> yeah. of the building. If I call you. Jeff and say, hey, I, I want to get baptized. And your response is, eh, I can do it next Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. I got baseball I tickets. I can free up some time. Yeah. yeah. You should want that, that people to come out there and and just give your time to them to show you care. That's that's how do you show you I care would more have than to giving think, your time? If you, if you called me and asked me that question, that you had been studying the Word of God and just uh, the the feeling came over you, and you know, like I can't spend one more minute feeling like I'm lost. Yeah. I want to do what's right, and I want to, I want to be baptized and <clears throat> become a member of the body of Christ. Yeah, I mean, how bad would you feel if you had said, "All right, I can't today. I got X, Y, and Z going <laughs> on. I'll do it tomorrow," and then something happened to that person. I'm going to do everything I can to to be there to, to do that <clears throat> if I'm needed. Uh, now I know a lot of times. We've had some younger folks who have been baptized, but they chose not to do it during the service. Correct. Sometimes I, they'll do it after I the was, service. I was one of them. I was one of them. I did it on a Thursday, that. a random Thursday. I got no problem with that. No, I and it, you know, ideally, if you're wanting to be baptized, uh, it'd be good to give somebody a little heads up. But then again, if the spirit moves you, it moves you. Call and me uh, let me know. I, I, I guess you could call me at three a.m. and we would go down to Leatherwood Creek or something and. Well, the last You'd time, be baptized. I'll the last say time that. we had a baptism here, you was here. It was in the middle of the day. 
I, I felt was, fortunate to be, yes, be there. I was working. I stopped working long enough. Not everybody has this option just to go down. And that don't make me, I'm not saying, oh, I'm better than a Christian everybody else because I'm doing it. I'm not saying that. But giving your time to somebody to listen to them mm-hmm. and turning the television off if that's what you're doing or going on a trip, just give that person time. There's nothing more meaningful well, than I think, giving up time. I think somebody. you really hit on it. That Yes, a shepherd is supposed to give up his life and protect the flock over everything. But, but what this more references is, to be a good shepherd, you have to give your life over to Christ. And you mm-hmm. have to give up your worldly life yes. of all the things that you have to follow. It's not death. It's giving up the worldly life to be a good example. But giving up the aspects that you just talked about is like, yeah, all those things work is important. I missed that opportunity to baptism because I had to work. I felt terrible about it because I feel like it should have been. It, it's, it's a huge priority. But the life that you give up is not the life of, of losing this mortal body, but giving up the life to Jesus because... What do you say? I don't have the verse in front of me, but the the one who gives up his life for me will find it. And that's not talking about dying. It's talking about giving up his his sinful life to follow. So I think being a good shepherd is that. And you you guys are referencing good that points. perfectly. Well said. Yeah. Jeremy? No, I'm, I agree. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, fine discussion, gentlemen. I sure did enjoy it. it. Was was great to be here with you guys. It, um, it was very helpful helpful for me uh, because you know I, I really enjoy these things that these podcasts that we're doing because the topic we're jumping into and being a good shepherd is something I feel that I have not necessarily been outside of the church and that's what I wanted to grow into and, and this has definitely helped. So I really appreciate that, guys. Jeremy, I would just like to say, hey, I have such a great time up here discussing this every week with y'all it's uplifting isn't it buddy? it is i learn a lot every time and it's really a blessing that we can do this to try to glorify god in this form and fashion to god be the the glory and yeah. the honor and that's really all it is it ain't out us out here boasting oh we can do this we do this it's us trying to glorify god and by glorifying god <clears throat> and hopefully that it reaches somebody to help strengthen them as it strengthens us and i think yeah, good points. Being a good shepherd, uh, it's not about exalting ourselves. It's about exalting Jesus Christ, yeah, putting service. him first, the service that's involved, the love, the care. So good topic tonight, guys. Yeah, great uh, job. Being a good shepherd. Uh, Chris, would you mind uh, yeah. closing us out with a word of prayer? Absolutely not. Please bow. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this time that you've given us to gather here and to discuss some of the topics in your word. And we pray, dear Father, that we do it in a way that is pleasing in thy sight, and then we'll help people uh, come to you, that may help people become better shepherds and, and follow your image and, and to be and to bring those lost to into your fold so they may be saved, dear Father. We love you, and we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for giving up your son, the, the great example of a shepherd, to come and die upon the cross so that we may have eternal life someday if we do and obey that will. We pray, dear Father, that you will look out for everyone. God, guard, and direct us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.